Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what an episode we have in store for you today. I am your co-host, Sada. Jana is here as well. Jana, say hello. Hello. And most importantly, we have a guest, high demand. People said, bring him back. Make him the host. We don't want to hear from you guys Our anymore. We're flooded. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alex. Woo! And as on brand, that was a bottle of champagne that he popped open for him and I. We're recording together. Mm-hmm. And we're just so happy to have him and his, his skills and his charisma. We're, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Happy hour, Skills guys. and charisma. Skills <laughs> Alex, and charisma. do you, do you want to tell the, the audience why champagne is on brand for this episode? Because I'm just really sick of being called into your podcast um, when you can get no other guests. So... <laughs> You needed alcohol. I needed a drink for this. Hey, you know, we've had repeaters. You're not the only one. Well, thank you guys. No, no, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and sorry, Jen, I, I poured a glass because I thought you could be, be able to hear it on the mm. podcast. I wasn't just serving myself. Oh, no, it's okay. I didn't. I, I, he brought the <laughs> champagne. I appreciate it nonetheless. I don't need to be served. It's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, we're really here to talk about one thing we all love, the Real Housewives. Multiple cities, probably New York is the one that we all fawn over the most, but Mm -hmm. we're going to have an in-depth conversation about reality television, what it's like watching reality TV in this day and age, when we all became lovers of the Real Housewives, our journey to this point. But before we get there, any, any housekeeping, Alex, any life updates, anything new? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Between today and yesterday, all I've done is lay in bed and watch Housewives. <laughs> to prepare for That's how episode. dedicated. <laughs> he's still like, he's annotating his notes right now. It's really cool. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I wouldn't say annotating. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm making it nice. He's making I made it, it nice. Making, yep. Jorinda Medley. You're welcome. How can we forget? All right. <laughs> I was thinking too, Alex, that it's been like, I think a year since we've seen each other in person. Yeah. No. Well, Isn't that crazy? We saw him at your birthday. What did we do? For That's right. Oh. Since dinner. Oh, we did. Oh, my God. We went out to dinner. September. It feels That's too right. long, Seuss. Sada feels doesn't long. really like go out to dinner. She's been very, very cautious. She's been very good. So to her, that was a lifetime ago. No, <laughs> was lifetime I, ago. Was, I was thinking about that, too. I think mm-hmm. that was maybe one of the last times I actually went out in public to go eat something. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was actually with you. Jen. Um, you might have done it once or twice before, after, but I think mm-hmm. I got kind of spooked the second time that yeah. things uh, closed. Mm-hmm. It depends where the, you're going. Public, yeah. Mm-hmm. These people, his stores were closing. Yeah, just to be cautious for everyone else, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the mm-hmm. problem friend sometimes because I was like seeing so many customers a day, even with the whole like, you know, lowered capacity and whatnot. So. Exactly. But you don't mind the breaks either. No, I love breaks. He loves the breaks. God, I God. love ghosting. <laughs> Honestly, I-, I was like, Jenna was like, Sada hasn't left the house in months. I don't mind it. Though. I mean, I go to work every day. But <laughs> That's enough. But I, could, I could stay here for years and years. I could well, just you stay. Out, you guys are out every day for like multiple hours with your masks on, talking to mm-hmm. people at your jobs. It's exhausting. It's tiring. It's draining. True, true. I just, I think I just, we probably all saw maybe the same thing. I think, was it Fauci said we might have to keep masks on or should keep masks on to like 
2022 or something crazy. Oh, because if people are flying in from overseas? I'm not mad about it. I'm, I have an unpopular um, opinion. I love masks. Yeah, you know what? I like, I like the hold. <laughs> covers up here and then you put on the sunglasses. No one knows what you look like. <laughs> and did you see that other article um, that people with that wear glasses with their masks have a lower chance of contracting COVID? Oh, it's another shield. Really? It's, another, it's just another sh- Maybe because it keeps the mask closer to the face. It's like mm-hmm. a mini shield. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't read much into it. it I don't know. BBC. You know what happened I'm- to me the other day? I stopped hmm. by my leasing office. This was after a hike. I was wearing a baseball cap, sweaty. My hair was up. I had my mask on. And I knock on the leasing office door because they're not just like letting you open it during COVID. And the guy who knows me, he knows my name, Kyle. He opens the door and he goes, John? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like he was like, I was like, no, sorry. I live here. I have a couple of questions. And I was like, you've seen, I've complained to you before. I'm that person. And he thought I was a man, John, that he had an appointment with at at 12 to show him a a unit. I'm so sorry. So, but maybe he, in his head, he was like, oh my gosh, John has grown out his hair. John has taken on, or like, I don't know. John has a womanly shape. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) My guess was he didn't know John and this was an online appointment. (laughs) And apparently I resembled John. Wow. So is this your way of saying you're secretly an anti-masker like I've been suspecting for months now? <laughs> she calls my mom an anti-masker. I wear them. No, she's not my... Well, oh. okay, my mom, when we're sitting having like breakfast, preparing breakfast, we're all wearing our masks, you know, and she pulls it down to talk. She's that person. Oh, she's yeah. That person. Like, yeah, like at work when... Because I, I get it. I have the shield in front of me, you know, the, the glass thing. Oh, I have do. my mask on. The, the customer has their mask on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ma'am, I can't hear you. And it's like, oh, let me just pull down mm-hmm. my mask and do the one thing we've all been taught not to yeah. do. Well, mm-hmm. not her. She hasn't been taught. But I get it. Some people don't leave the house that often, so they just forget. I do they forget? I at home. I, I don't know, Seuss. I'm giving them the Listen benefit out. of the doubt. I'm walking around on my way to work each day, walking through campus. Uh, one in four people don't wear their mask correctly. This is a statistic, not by the CDC, but by yours truly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You've taken note. You have the stats. There were days where I just want to stand and yell, like, wear your mask. Wear it properly. Do we need YouTube videos? What do you need? Like the below the nose, the mm-hmm. on the chin. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I don't like how some... I don't know, news reports or whatever you're watching about just life, um, they'll, they'll broadcast people not wearing the mask correctly. I feel mm-hmm. like it's dispersing. It's a uh, propaganda. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, a, it's wrong message. Misinformation. Yeah. Just like, yes. I know they're on TV, but they're not doing it right. You know who else doesn't wear their mask correctly? Or one at all, really. Ramona Singer, The Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks what for pulling it back. What like a that little I love it. So my first question for you both, Jenna, you can start if you want, because I think Alex and I have been longtime lovers of The Real Housewives, but I don't remember how you got into it. Do you remember the first episode you watched, the first city you watched? I got into it because of you. And I Mm -hmm. used to be one of those people who's like my mother. I'm like, this is trash. Why is this on? It is. You were watching the New York um, series and... I remember it was an episode with Carol and I was making fun of you. I think it was visiting my parents that weekend. So we were just hanging out watching TV and you're like, I was like, why are you watching this? And you go, no, actually this chick was like a war journalist. She's won Emmys. She's won at ABC news. And then I was like, huh? So me on my like high horse was like, Oh, here's a credible person on here. They're not all like 
bimbos, which is the wrong assumption, because now I love them all. And I've watched the New York like up series maybe like three times. I know. From a certain point. Yeah. I think it's our comfort TV show for me and you at least. Alex, what was the first city you watched? Uh, Jersey. I think it was either. So I've never actually watched a full, like even now that I'm older, because this came out. So Orange County came out in 2006. Mm. And then it was New York. And then it was Atlanta. Mm. I think my mom started to watch it in 2006. Oh, so I was, I don't know how old. That's fast math. We were 12. We were 12. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't really remember that all that yeah. much. And, um, and then, yeah, she probably watches every single city. Wow. No way. She probably keeps up with the majority of them. They're so. what you'd call Bravo-holics, like an alcoholic, but bra- Bravo. <laughs> Does she watch the reunions too for every city? Yeah, yeah, wow. definitely. And I think the reunions are maybe the best parts. She likes the reunions. Okay, I, I love training. Thank you, you, Alex. They're the best part. They're fascinating, though, because you have to remember for each city, they film things a year prior to everything coming out. So it's like they've had a year to get over whatever issues they have with one another. But like they get to watch the show live with the rest of us. They tweet about it. You have months of bitterness building up until you have this reunion, which is like usually like a 10 hour day for these women. And they're just sitting on couches yelling at each other. It's so interesting about stuff that they should have gotten over a year ago. But Alex, why do you like the reunions? I, I don't know. I, it's because I'm assuming that most of them rewatch and either critique or mm-hmm. stand by what they've done in yeah. those past episodes. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's just the entertainment of just watching people argue about nonsense. I know. Um, and Andy Cohen, you know. Some people don't like Andy Cohen. Some Bravo fans. I don't know what their issue is with him, but I like it. You know, that's my hot take. <laughs> we appreciate it yeah but okay so alex back to i guess the city so what what's your favorite city then if you're familiar with all of them i guess through yourself and through your mom and well okay so we we had a text thread a little bit about this Mm -hmm. um so i can't remember everything that i've said um but yeah i would say my favorite right now is new york Mm -hmm. and then but originally my favorite and I used to watch this one by myself, like when I had a cable box in my room and I watched TV mm-hmm. in my room, I would record New Jersey. You did love New Jersey. Because I love New Jersey. I haven't watched it in years, so I have no idea what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But towards the end, and I don't even remember what happened, but I started to just, I don't know, dislike it a little bit. So I just stopped watching it. Yeah. Um, so now I'm pretty much solely a New York fan. But then mm-hmm. I know kind of what's going on in Orange County and I know the I don't know the recent characters of Beverly Hills or anything like that, and mm. the other cities. Yeah, almost no knowledge. So I had only ever seen New York, and then Sana started watching Beverly Hills, and she's like, "You have to watch it." Like the amount of wealth is crazy in comparison mm-hmm. to New York, mm-hmm. and it's still it's also like such a stark contrast in the show itself. Like New York, all you have to do is like give them like a glass of wine, and it's so <laughs> it seems so authentic and like unhinged. But like Beverly Hills is very plotted and like manipulative mm-hmm. and like very fake. Like you never know what's real. But New York is like very like in your face. This is what you get. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the Beverly Hills one, they've been doing this thing the past few seasons, especially where you can feel the producer machinations behind the scene. Not only producers, but you can feel like which castmates have power behind the scenes, like Lisa Rinna, Kyle. 
Kyle Richards. I forgot her name for a second. How mm-hmm. could I? But basically, and they've been doing this thing the past two seasons where the whole cast will gang up against this one person and essentially drive them out of the show. Like they did that with Lisa Vanderpump. She left the show. And the last season, they did it with Denise Richards and she left the show. And so it's kind of like each season, you're waiting for who the new target's going to be. So that's just very different compared to New York. Also, the wealth is interesting because you don't know what's real. Like there were um, a lot of accusations that this one housewife, Dorit, that none of her wealth is real. Everything's fake. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's not her that was the liar. It's this other one, Erica, who Jana and yeah. I were fans of, oh. like Erica Girardi. Erica Jane, yeah. Yeah, Erica Jane. Like apparently her and her husband are not nearly as wealthy. They, they owe millions of dollars to clients. But anyway, so that's the, so Alex, I think you'd like Beverly Hills or at least you would find it interesting. I'm definitely familiar. I had no idea that Lisa wasn't in, in the um, series anymore. The last two. She yeah. didn't even go to the reunion. Wow. Mm-mm. See, I also mm-hmm. really liked Beverly Hills for a time because they had all those spinoff things. Mm. Like Vanderpump oh. Rules. I Which was is still a show. That. Yeah. yeah. And then that just went a little too... I don't even know what the word is. I started to not like it again. It all yes. becomes a little too outrageous. There's a lot of drama that's like reported by the media too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's become... Mm-hmm. It's, it's the whole thing that I think you might have wanted to bring up. It's the mm-hmm. whole reality, you know, what's fiction, what's reality, what's, hap- you know, real time, what's, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I mean, that is a thing that I'll feel it myself where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break from this series for a while. Like the last season of New York, I just didn't really watch. I was kind of annoyed with everything. Yeah, um, But why does that happen? Like this is, Jeanne and I watched The Bachelor though, despite our best intentions, we never got Alex into it. But the same thing is happening with The Bachelor. It's like you watch a reality TV show for a certain amount of time and then you're just like, all right, this is kind of, I don't know. It feels way too fake, like outrageously fake. The storylines aren't interesting. But why, why did, I don't, I don't know why that happens though. I think it's like a TV series where like you have a TV show that's been going on too long. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden the storylines just get terrible. Like the writers run out of ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the same it's thing with the producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, guess. I think I'm definitely feeling that right now. I am way, pro- this probably all happened around the same time. I was watching Shameless, mm-hmm. which is now on Netflix. And I started that from day one. Like I saw it um, advertised, I think it was on HBO or Cinemax, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it and I got out of it and now I'm getting back into it. And now the plots are getting too outrageous for me. Oh, really? But I just want to see the end because I know it's ending as, as a series. How many seasons into it are you? I'm not the very last season. Oh, yeah, the uh-huh. last season. I don't remember. It's a long show, I'm though. Okay. It's been on for a while. And it was yeah. a great show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, something, it just fell apart. Yeah. I think it also has to do with the fact, what's weird about reality television is I don't watch it for moral guidance. Like, it's not a television show no. I'm watching for the quality or the art, or the interesting storyline. Like, you're watching it as a form of entertainment, but something happens where when the characters are no longer redeemable, like, you don't want to root for them anymore, you just kind of become disgusted with the thing as a whole, you know? Mm. Like, New York, for instance, like, Ramona Singer is the most problematic person alive. Am I really just going to sit and watch someone who's just awful? I don't know. No, I'm not. No. Maybe there's no... You know, like we were capped. I mean, it's and and like, kudos to Bravo or whoever. Um, mm-hmm. They're cap. They've been captivating for like what maybe even ten seasons. Yeah. So I'm watching it on Hulu right now, mm. and I think they only they don't have season eleven and twelve. Yeah, those are the newer ones. And so yeah, they're up to season ten, and I'm watching. I just watched 
uh, a season 10 episode mm. and I was engrossed. Wait, is that mm. the one with Bethany and Carol where they're not friends anymore? It's the yes. boat one. The boat one. Oh, the boat episode. On the yes. boat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it might come to a point where um, somehow like the viewer outgrows the characters. Exactly. Um, they yeah. just can't keep up with it. Like there's no progression in their character uh, development. Well, mm-hmm. I was telling Sada the other day, I feel like reality TV might get canceled eventually. Mm. I feel like we're heading down that route. Like, yeah. especially with all the st- stuff going on in the Bachelor world right now to catch you up, like, the face of the franchise went He's up like, against... He's, like, reluctantly. <laughs> no, let, no. Me, let me catch you up. The face of the franchise went up, uh, was interviewed by the first uh, Black Bachelorette, the first lead after, What's like... His name again? Chris Harrison was interviewed by Rachel Lindsay. Like, she was the first Black Bachelorette, maybe, like, in 20 seasons or something, right? Was that last season? No, she, uh, no last season was Tasha, the second Black Latinx Bachelorette, but... So um, she's uh, working at Extra now. She's interviewing people. And he was like going up there, like defending racism to the first like black bachelorette ever Mm. who hasn't actively been trying to like move the franchise forward and being more like inclusive and everything. And like all like the, so then basically like they like shut him out. And then the, the contestant who he's defending that's racist has been releasing statements all this shit is going down basically they're talking about it in cnn she was interviewed by cnn it's like this whole big movement now Mm -hmm. and i feel like and so all these people too from bachelor nation like all these previous contestants and leads like came out and like stood with her and against chris harris in the face of the franchise so i feel like i don't know and just now we're realizing there's all this frankenbiting going on which is where producers like piece together like different like they create fake sentences basically with oh, words that you yes, said before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like you, your contracts to kind of sign away your soul you can be like you know um, edited in any fashion presented in any single way and it's ruined like it's a very toxic environment for a lot of people mm-hmm. and I feel like we're so aware of it now that like I don't see how I kind of feel like society is eventually going to grow past it it's not enjoyable to watch the show anymore the bachelor mm-hmm. specifically has just become like this I used to love it. I started a few years ago. It's just, it's, you know, it's taken a turn. They cast the first Black Bachelor as a response to the Black Lives Matter movement, Alex. So they did, like, they took this guy who was basically only Instagram famous, friends with the most well-known male contestant in Bachelor history. They chose him to be the Bachelor during Black Lives Matter because everyone was giving the franchise a hard time about the lack of diversity. Then during his season, they cast an openly racist contestant who he ends up picking, spoiler alert, and the host of the franchise is going around not defending Matt James, who is The Bachelor, but defending this racist contestant. Not only that, during Rachel's season, who was the first Black Bachelorette, they cast as well an openly racist contestant who had a bunch of really like bad tweets just sitting on his Twitter feed. Like It's not like he was hiding it. So they keep doing this thing where they like, it's it's like they create a specifically racist environment for their people of color. And I don't know what they're trying to get out of it, like what audience they're trying to attract or what storyline they're pushing forward. Like you want to see the black guy interact with the racist is kind of the storyline they're pushing. But that was a storyline be- on the first Black Bachelorette's like season. Oh, like wow. he was calling the the white guy was calling the black man aggressive. Mm. Yeah. Which is like a stereotype. That, yeah, and that just happened again on my mom was watching one of the Real mm. Housewives, Housewives reunions. It was Salt Lake City. Oh, mm. and they were all ganging up on. Um, I don't know. I don't know what ethnic background she I comes think, from, but she was yeah. saying that they were calling me aggressive, mm. and it triggered mm-hmm. her. And yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. Seems to be a theme. See, it's tied in. It's all tied together. It's, it's just really messy. Yeah. Like I agree with you, Jana. I don't know how reality TV continues in this current form. But I mean, what's interesting about reality TV too is it only became, it, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Like it only became a thing when networks didn't have enough scripted shows to air and they didn't want to keep playing reruns. So they're like, let's just, we don't have to write scripts for these people. All we have to do is film them and put them on TV. So, I mean, that's how reality television started. But now we've reached a point where it's just like, you have Everyone's to create very messy. drama. Like even yeah. the new shows. Like if you're not going to create drama, we're not going to cast you as someone for the show. So that's what I want to ask you, Alex. So you, we were texting and you said that you don't like Salt Lake City. You immediately said no to it. Why, why is that? For me, it, well, I liked the franchise as small as it was when it mm-hmm. was just Orange County, Beverly Hills, New York, New Jersey. It felt like they were trying to just not create this like monopoly of like housewives. Like it was just, it just outgrew, not outgrew itself, but it was just, you can only watch so many things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I could always like pick and choose what I want to watch, but I was content with the OG casts, mm-hmm. you know, in the OG cities. And maybe if they wouldn't, would have invested a little bit more, I don't even know what they could invest in, but yeah. somehow, I don't know, give the girls some more vacations. I don't know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it just, it just, it, it didn't appeal to me anymore. I didn't need more housewives or more cities to keep yeah. up with. How is New Jersey different from New York? Because um, it seems so close in proximity. It seems, yes, but <laughs> their lives are completely different. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. are maybe the suburban, like they're maybe like Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if Orange County is to mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, oh, New York is oh, to New Jersey. Good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Different culture. And mm. it was wild. And mm. it was good. <laughs> there were two moments I would always reference to the housewives before I started watching them. And I have a feeling they're both on his list and I'll wait. One was from New York and one was from Jersey. Okay. So um, Alex, have, do you have... think, is, is Teresa overrated? Because they consider her like one of the best housewives of all time. I mean, it just depends how what you want to classify as best. Mm-hmm. Was she dramatic? Yes. Yeah. Did she have personality? Definitely. Um, did she seem a little conniving? Yeah, she could Mm. maybe manipulate the situation. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and what is also sad, because I went to so to do this, I just decided to go back to season one, episode one of New York. Mm. And I would, I would just love if you could do a mini recap of the very first episode for every city before the episode you're about to play. And oh. see like the progression or complete like fall apart of these people's lives. Yeah. See, that's but, what's but interesting for, yeah. too. So many of the women who go on the show, they end up divorced, they end up having like mm-hmm. real issues afterwards. Like it's it's a certain environment. And that's another thing too about like when you watch New York early episodes, Beverly Hills early episodes, there's an innocence to it where you can tell these yes. women have no idea what they signed up for. They're not trying to do anything like Ramona is really that way in real life. Bethany really is probably that way. Salt Lake City, I was watching it because this is the most recent season. It just it just wrapped this week. You feel like all these women are already pros. Like they know how to play yeah. the game. They know that the goal is like Instagram followers and hot moments. And, you know, as long as Andy likes them, then they'll get to stay on the next season. And you just feel like you're watching, which has happened on The Bachelor as well. Like you have these really skilled contestants coming on and essentially winning the game. Mm-hmm. And it just makes Salt Lake City, I think, unwatchable. I don't want to watch women who know what they're doing. I want to watch them kind of like bumble their way through this uh, 
reality TV journey. Did you yeah. ever watch New York from the very first season? I yeah. watched the first season, but I didn't go out after that. Oh, you didn't? I didn't watch between two and four. I started. Yeah. I usually start at five when I'm rewatching. I think there's. I I don't think I've seen season four either. That first episode is like so I forgot weird. how these women are. It's a blast Words. from the past. It's it, you know. It's not only that they don't know. It's just knowing what's going to happen to them in the future is just. I don't know. Well, of all the housewives, though, I don't feel like Ramona plays that game necessarily. I feel like she's the one who's changed the least. She's just kind of herself every... I, I have. I feel like that's just how she really is in real yeah. life. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we sometimes forget how smart she actually is or like yeah. where how they made their wealth before this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't know Ramona's backstory. I forgot. Mm-hmm. She just became Ramona. Or she... Yeah, in my head, she's just Ramona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But in the first episode, I think she says something sort of like, like, you know, she's smart and yeah. she knows how to manipulate a situation. So when you see her and Sonia together and they're acting dumb, mm-hmm. she knows, I think she knows, she what, knows she's what she's doing. doing. Where mm-hmm. Sonia doesn't. Who knows? No. Yeah. No, Sonia, I think is also more, and manipulative seems like a strong word, but she also knows what she's doing. You know, like, I feel yeah. like everyone likes Sonia, but she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Part. Ramona definitely seems in charge of Sonia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The relationship yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, she's the dominant one. Mm-hmm. That's I would also say that another the closest, thing. Sorry, the closest pair we've ever seen throughout the franchise, right? Like mm-hmm. they've never had a real falling out in the show, as far as mm-hmm. we've seen. Like they've always stuck together. Yeah. See, that's not usually the case either. A lot of people who go into the show as actual friends come out of it as like enemies. Denise Richards and Lisa Rinna, Lisa wanted Denise on the show. And she like was like, this is my really good friend. I want her on the show. Then Lisa allegedly plotted to like take Denise down last season. And now Denise is off the show. You know, mm-hmm. Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump were really good friends too. And now they're, they're, at, they're total enemies. So I don't know. That show does something to people. It changes the chemistry of their brain. (laughs) Well, also going back to it too, I think the thing about reality TV is if you're stuck on this program for so long, it's just the luck of the draw if that person being cast also has stuff going on in their real life. Mm -hmm. For example, Mm -hmm. Teresa, she had no clue her husband was doing this to her behind her back. And her life fell apart. Same with um, Ramona. Mm-hmm. and what happened mm-hmm. with mario yeah. it adds something to the storyline something that nobody could have predicted yeah which is Absolutely. the fun of it all for the viewer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gosh all right so before we get into kind of our favorite th- before we get into reliving the moments that we love from these franchises because it is a lot of fun although reality television in general has kind of lost its way there are so many <laughs> treasured moments i have from sitting and watching these shows but is there anything else on reality television as a whole any other questions you guys have that you want to say before we dig a little deeper? I can't think of anything that I'm watching. I'm not watching any reality TV. It's definitely mm-hmm. scripted for me. Everything I'm watching right now, like I'm not watching anything old. Anything that's like live on TV is just The Bachelor. Yeah. And Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. I always forget Shark Tank is reality television, but I think that's the most so. successful reality TV show on TV right now. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. It's the highest yeah. rated on ABC for sure by a long shot. Mm. Well, I but don't think of that it. as like reality TV. Like I think reality TV is like what follows you around with the camera. Like the original show, the original reality TV was Laguna Beach, right? The original, mm. which started out as kind of like a documentary series. Yeah. That's kind of how was- I think of it. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. Maybe in a few years, 
you know, because like this was another thing I want to bring up. Orange County right now, the Orange County franchise, mm-hmm. everyone is clamoring that they need to just wipe the slate clean and get rid of all the current housewives and start over. So it will be interesting to see like if New York ever does that in the future or Beverly Hills, and then maybe the show ends up kind of getting back to what we used to love, which is just kind of the absurdity of it all. Yeah. So it seems like each franchise at least has someone who sticks around is consistent, right? Like New York, the core I would say is what Luann, Ramona and Sonia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't know about Orange County, but like Kyle Richards and Lisa Vanderpump for sure, yeah. Beverly Hills, and then Teresa of uh, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Giselle of Potomac. I don't see Giselle mm-hmm. like ever leaving. Yeah, Karen from Potomac. You would like Potomac, Alex. I, you have to give it a, you have to like get into the later seasons. Right. I know. And I do, I do like some of them. Like I said, like my mm-hmm. mom watches most of them. So I catch glimpses of mm-hmm. these different series. And yeah, Potomac and Atlanta. Maybe more in Potomac. You're right. Mm-hmm. Potomac over Atlanta for me. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. So Alex, who is your MVP? Your, I guess your, your favorite person from the Housewives franchise in general. And who's your least favorite? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I didn't even prepare for this question. I know it's on my, it's in the, it's on the first page of my notes and I didn't even get to it. Um, if we're just talking about, well, no, you can talk about any franchise you mm-hmm. want, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to talk about New York. Yeah. MVP. Shoot. I would have to say, I'll make up my mind by the end of the podcast, but it's going to be between Dorinda and Luann. Yes. I was going to say oh. Teresa and Luann. I was ha- 50. Teresa so- Judice or Judice? For you, yeah. Oh, I forget about New Jersey. You're right. No, no one from New Jersey is my mm. MVP. Mm. I didn't really like Teresa as a person, mm. but. You found her entertaining. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, are, so, and then who's your least favorite? Oh, shoot. Uh, least favorite of all time. Oh, like, you know, can it be people not in it right now? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know. Um, oh, I said this to one of my friends. Um, we were talking about, because I was trying to say like, hey, what is some of your, I was having my homework done for me, by the way. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, hey, what's some of your favorite episodes? Um, from the first episode, the person that I have seen change the least that I actually kind of respect is Bethany. I don't think yeah. we could ever be friends. We wouldn't get I don't along. Like her. I'd be scared of her. I don't like her. Don't. She might be a least valuable player, mm. but congratulations that she doesn't really change all that much. Yeah. Wow. That's, she needs I, to. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Slada likes Bethany. I don't. Sorry. How do you girl? argue though that the real MVPs, like the people who've made a brand and name for themselves are probably Bethany Frankel and I would say Lisa Vanderpump. All right, Jenna, you're your most valuable player and your least Okay, my most valuable player is one that I feel like people don't actually like, but she's like the reason I always rewatch The Housewives oh. of New York, uh, Carol. Oh. I just think Carol. she's that cool downtown street chick. My very, like, you know, Carrie Bradshaw in real life has that vibe. I just mm-hmm. always liked her. She was level-headed. She's the one who got me into watching, like, all of this, so. Carol Rad. And I loved, and I've, like, read her, her novels. Like, her story's really sad. Like, she was, you know, married to the cousin of jfk and he died like jfk or jfk jr died his wife died and then her husband died three weeks later like a really sad story but mm. my lvp is aviva and i text Lana yeah. all the time that i hate aviva that she's crazy <laughs> like i can't stand her and by proxy aviva's dad just a horrible person I he's awful so- 
I'm so fascinated with Aviva. I can't even help it. I just want to know what she's actually, she was married to Harry Dubin. <laughs> we often forget. I know. This. Like, so is she like that charming that she got Harry to marry her? <laughs> like, I know. But Harry's also crazy. It's just like, I want to yeah. know about her life, you know, not the fake contrived version that she tried to pass off on the show. Like, I want to know what she's really like. If some of our LVPs can be people not on payroll, yeah. it was Ramona's husband. He's a Mario. dick. Mario? I don't like him. Really? Yeah. I always liked Mario. There was, I think wow. it's season I was charmed by him. one, episode two. He gets in a fight with Jill. Oh. Um, and I should he, watch the beginning. He of literally York. surrounds her with his arms, trying to make himself bigger than he is during a confrontation. I don't remember and that. He shushes her. He like puts his finger in front of her mouth. He's just a bad. He was also guy. aggressive wow. with Heather, yeah, or like was an asshole guy. to Heather. People don't like Simon, Heather. but. I like uh Oh Simon, name? Simon and Alex. They yeah. were like the weirdos of the franchise, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they were considered so weird. They belong in Brooklyn. Yeah, they were wild. Wow. But so Alex, do you like Carol or are you not not Team Carol? She told me before you were eh. She's just like almond milk for me. You yeah. know? Or or may I think for me she's maybe read too many of her Instagram comments, like, mm. oh my gosh, you're the voice of reason. Oh my gosh, you're so this, you're so that. And mm-hmm. now she's trying to play what is it like referee oh so you didn't think she was authentic no i think she's authentic Mm. i just she comes off too saintly there are these two girls uh the chatty broads and other podcasts they listen to and they didn't like her either which i was really surprised about i thought they would like her (laughs) see i i but they love leah from the new season and i don't like the new season yeah yeah I, I always liked Carol. I like that Carol never got down and dirty. Like, I rewatched season 10 a lot where her and Bethany got into a fight. Bethany. It's a season-long fight. Yeah. Because it's really fascinating. You can tell Bethany in the New York at least had the most power out of all the housewives. Like, she could dictate, I guess. I don't want to know. I don't know if she could dictate storyline, but she can kind of, like, she has a presence among that group. Because she and Amy was, are really good friends even after her exit. Like, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you yeah. off. The last season, they start the series the season by um all the girls are checking their phone and going oh my god mm. like th- th- they didn't know that bethany wasn't going to come back like, bethany mm. was supposed to come back and then she just like decided not to and she's still good the, friends with andy the day before they started filming she decided she wasn't actually going to come back but what's interesting about that season is carol's like the only one of the new york women who really stands up to bethany and she's like kind of right i don't know there's something i like about carol where i feel like she never really went for the low blows like some of the other housewives do when they get desperate and they want to stay on the show longer i respect her i like her there was a fight at the berkshires where like carol was arguing with bethany this is where like the relationship starts to fall apart it's before like the boat episode that you watch and like in the and the like itms itms that's what they call them yeah like you know like the interviews you like all the women are like like it's really hard to fight with bethany because she's so smart and she knows how to argue and she can always like turn the point back around oh, to yeah. you but carol knows how to like carol mm. is just as smart and she's actually winning these arguments against bethany Right. And I wondered what happened to their relationship mm-hmm. in the episode I was watching. I was trying to catch up. Yeah. But this was just a fun episode of them on vacation. Um, okay. That's, an, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I think for me, MVP, LVP, MVP has to be Dorinda Medley, who is the queen. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Alex. I love this woman so two. much. She's she has two speeds. She's either the most lovable person in the room or she's completely out of her mind. Like there's no in between with her and she's amazing. Either I can't try like when I was putting together my list of top moments, I was like, God, it could just all be Dorinda. It could just be the entire list could be something Dorinda's done. 
So I just love her. I think least favorite is, I don't hate Ramona, but she's just not, I don't know if I really have someone from the house, the housewife franchise that I really dislike. I put Kim um, Richards on my list as well. Mm-hmm. I don't like her at all. Kim Richards is, oh, you know what? Probably actually Brandy Glanville. I just, oh, oh I forgot about Brandy. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. I do think she got screwed over by the show in a lot of ways. Like apparently, you know, she was, she always brought like the drama and stuff and production just wasn't great towards her, but I just do not like her. Yeah. I take it back. Dislike the Dorenda stuff. One thing I noticed about her rewatching New York uh, like a month or so ago when she's like, when she, Dorenda messes up, it's usually when she's really drunk. Right. Mm-hmm. But her ITMs, she never goes, listen, I was drunk out of my mind. I take it all back. She defends all the crazy <laughs> shit that she said, oh, yeah. even though when she's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I love that though. Cause it's, cause she's all, all she's all, it's, oh, it's almost like she's standing by who she is when she's drunk. Like, it's, look, yes. I didn't say that. And you know what? Most of it's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what she says when she's drunk. Yeah. Like for her, definitely the truth comes out. I think. Yeah. Or yeah. it's everything the viewer's thinking as well. There was one thing she said when she was drunk that, you know, you guys, when you guys were talking about um, how relationships change when they when you're in that show, like in the environment, if you were previous friends and then you start, you're filming the show together. Mm-hmm. Remember there was a fight with her and Heather where she got mad at Heather for like swearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she started crying, bawling, and she's like, this is all changing everything. That was Dorinda's first season. She's like, I don't like this. It's changing everything yeah. between us. Like this is ruining mm-hmm. all of it. <laughs> Heather Heather is another one who she's probably underrated. I like Heather. She is definitely like a know-it-all her. and can I be really like irritating. <laughs> you don't like you're not a Heather person? <laughs> no, I didn't like her holla. I didn't like anything. No, she can stick to making workout wear. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Dorinda also. Dorinda obviously lost her beloved husband Richard, who was the type of guy who had like moles and private investigators, but no one really knows what he does. No one really knows how he died either. Like his sickness is like cancer. people think it's cancer. It was some sort of brain related thing, but there's I like she's basically she talks about her life a lot, but she's also very vague about what her actual life was like. And that's just another thing I love about Dorinda, like. She's just kind of this, I don't know. She's One thing that really fascinates me, and I wish we could go back in time to witness it. I want to see Sonia in her marriage. Because oh. Sonia, the Sonia mm. we see on TV is flashing people. You know what I mean? Drunk, like her legs are flying up. She's jumping into the pool naked. Like, it's amazing. It's so fun to watch. I want to mm-hmm. be around it. But like to be married to a Morgan and have that kind of wealth. And like, I would assume you'd have to act like it's American royalty in a sense, right? You have to mm-hmm. act a certain way. I'm so curious as to what that was like yeah 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 oh that's a good good question do you know Mm -hmm. what this what the time Mm -hmm. lapse was between that and the show yeah no i think they had been divorced for a while right a long time it had been over like a decade maybe it's probably what's gonna happen to luann or what's happening to luann Mm. What's happening to her? Right well, because she was like a countess. Oh, in the yeah. very first episode, she's at the horse, you know, whatever, watching yeah. daughter Victoria jump. Yeah. Horses or whatever. Now she has a mugshot. Now she has mugshots. There's a moment from one of the earlier seasons where Luann is with Bethany, and Bethany is like just hailing them a taxi. And Bethany yes. like introduces Luann to the taxi driver. And Luann, once she gets in, is in the car with Bethany, and she turns to Bethany and goes, You should have probably said that I'm Mrs. Delisette. <laughs> yeah. And my name is Luann. Bethany's like, I can't, you, it's a taxi driver. Like, I can't say your first name. <gasps> oh my God. I love it. Oh, Oh that was the thing. And season 10, they were still talking about her countess title. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. it's just my brand now. It's my hashtag. Mm-hmm. You know what her defense always is? Is Queen Latifah a queen? I've yes. heard her say that <laughs> yeah. multiple times. 
It's hilarious. And so she's Alex, Countess Luann still. So why do you love Luann? Is it just that, that she's kind of so absurd that she, I think out of all of them, does not live in reality the most? You know what I mean? She's like the most detached from everything. I think when I listen to her, what's it called? An IMP? I, ITM. ITM. In the moment. Yeah. Interview. In, like, oh, yeah. in the, okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how you like, if I was supposed it's to say during her interview, like, when is she getting, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Sorry, we only know that because of The Bachelor. <laughs> Wait, sorry, one more time. What is it? ITM. I need to write this down on my He's notes. writing it down with a red pen. It's a red pen. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, there's a black pen and there's a red pen and I don't know what they're for. <laughs> they don't really mean anything. It's just whatever oh, color right. I chose the pen. So uh, what was I going to say? During some of her ITMs and even just her during the show, I, I do like her. I think she, I like her too. She's she funny. just has some she has sense and it's at least when she was a countess during the show um you know she was just trying to play a part. For yeah. someone who's always like claiming they're the countess, I find her the easiest person to probably travel with cuz like when mm-hmm. there was a season where um god why am I forgetting her name? Kristen, Kristen in mm-hmm. New York took them, you know, to Montana. Mm-hmm. Luann was all for it, all for the nature of the horses. She loved it. She's like, I woke up and I like woke up at like seven and I watched the sunrise. Like, this is so beautiful here. And like Ramona, Sonia, they're like, oh, where are the butlers? Like, this isn't enough. Or like, she's always just mo- the most laid back. Give me whatever room. It's fine. Except yeah. for when she didn't want to sleep in the fish room at Dorinda's, <laughs> the mm-hmm. Berkshires. She's but cool. She's cool. She's not he all- seems. Yeah, uncool. she has a sense of humor. She's cool. She's not mm-hmm. uncool for sure. She has a sense of humor. Oh, I was going to say, there's there have been two occasions on the show where Bethany has just looked at Luann and for 10 minutes just insulted this woman in every possible way. <laughs> like there's an episode in the Berkshires where Luann is there and, and Bethany is just calling her a whore and a slut and all this stuff. And the next day, Luann texts Bethany to apologize, <laughs> you know? And then there was another occasion like that. I'm like, she just, she takes a lot of shit from the women. Honestly, she does. She's like, dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, No, I think, yeah, I think between her and Sonia and Dorinda, Mm. they're just normal people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have no agenda. They're fun. People live a fabulous life already, and they don't need this show to prove that or, like, to change Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. 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 Like, Dorinda's husband was, like, friends with the Clintons. Yeah, Bethany needed, she used it to build her brand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dorinda's husband was friends with the Clintons. Um, Sonia was like fucking a, a Morgan. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Sonia also needs the show as an income because <laughs> otherwise it could be bad. But yeah. Her house <laughs> Her apart. house, could, she could default on her home. She has her lawsuit. <laughs> she was making a movie needs- at one point and she, she, she got sued. <laughs> her toaster. The toaster of it. Okay. All right. So I think, should we move into, did you guys make a list of your favorite moments? Mm-hmm. yeah my number five is kim richards versus everyone oh. <laughs> uh, remember you know this is dinner this is the dinner where she's sitting with like lisa renna kyle and eileen yes. and like a bunch of people was erica there i don't know but no. that's uh, when yes. she starts fighting with everyone this i don't want to say bitch this bitch comes out of nowhere <laughs> it's, it's just like a, a guest like on the show she's not even like an official housewife anymore oh, yeah. she's a friend of the house mm-hmm. the housewives now that's what they get demoted to. Like, if you're not full-time, you're a friend of the housewife. Yeah. And so she comes and just starts fighting with everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And that's when she like looks at Eileen at uh, Lisa Rinna and goes, um, "Let's like about her husband." She goes, "Let's not talk about what you don't want out, like about whatever her husband has yeah. done." And so Lisa Rinna gets up and throws a glass at her and goes, <laughs> "Don't you ever fucking talk about my husband like that?" <laughs> and it all escalates. Lisa Rinna is like, her eyes are crazy, and, and yeah. Kim is just—it's I, I hate Kim. Just a stir oh. for no reason. She's crazy. For anyone who's wondering, this is season five, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, a dinner in Amsterdam. I remember this episode so well. Yeah, she's not looking anything up. She's not looking anything Oh, yeah, Yolanda, Yolanda was there. Yeah. Yolanda planned the trip. She took these people, these unsub. I think it was like their first night in Amsterdam, and they're at dinner, and Kim Richards just looks at Lisa Rinna and starts talking about Harry Hamlin. And, like, oh, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Harry Hamlin. That was my that. third moment. So. Oh, really? You put it on there, too? All right, Alex, you're number five. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not going to reach out to any other um, franchise. I'm just going to mm-hmm. stick with New York. Oh, so we're going to know them. And Most of them. So this is my last pick or my first pick? Your last pick. My last, last. pick. Oh. Um, I have a new one. It's season one, episode two. Mm. To give you a backstory, they, so we know that Allison, Jill Zarin's daughter, mm. has arthritis. She's oh, been to shit. a detox center just to oh. make her body, like, you know, just this. to detox her body. She wasn't a drug abuser or anything like that. And so they, she has, Jill has a friend. They all have a mutual friend who's setting up a charity event mm-hmm. that is going to benefit arthritis. And there's Kelly Ben Simone. I never got around for the Kelly Ben Simone years. Oh, she's wild. She's a wild ride. I'm sorry, this isn't season one. This is season two, episode Mm. six, Fashion Week. Episodes entitled Runway, Run In. And so they're all at a big conference table. Jill's talking. Um, Kelly's supposed to be there. Kelly comes in late. Carrie, oh, Kelly. Oh, my gosh. Two glasses in, and I'm already like this. (laughs) Kelly comes in. She's 30 minutes late. And she says, I'm sorry I'm late, I'm sorry I'm late. She goes on this huge explanation of why she's late in her ITM. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> she sits down. Remember, she doesn't know that Allison has arthritis or really okay. why she's at the event. Yeah, and She Jill, doesn't know why she's there. She doesn't know why she's there. She's just invited. And Jill <laughs> says, well, you know, um, hi, Kelly. This is my daughter, Allison. Um, she um, has arthritis and that's the reason I do this. And Kelly sort of stands up, looks at Allison and says, oh, I didn't know that. That's cute. (laughs) No wonder Bethany didn't like her. I don't like Bethany, but I also sometimes find her to be the voice of reason. Mm. I'm not going to play it out, you know, as good as Kelly does in the moment. But just to say to someone with something, that's cute. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, she's like 14 years old. What a Jill! Oh my god! I want to watch the Jill years. The meeting just went on, and Mm. Kelly went on to say more stuff. And yeah, yeah, Kelly's a gem. Hmm. It's such a housewife thing, too. It's like what you would expect from these women is to say something like that. Oh, I would expect Ramona to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good one, Al. That I, I, I love that. It's such a specific moment, too. All right. My top, my, my number five pick, the iconic moment, Hong Kong, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh. Okay. Lisa Rinna is at I've dinner. I've we got Lisa that. Vanderpump there. We have Kyle Richards, Dorit. Erica's there. Uh, Eileen is there. Lisa Rinna turns to Dorit and she says, so backstory is Lisa was at Dorit's house for a dinner at one point. At the dinner, after they ate, every, all the guests got up 
and Lisa was by herself at the table. Dorit was gone. Her husband was gone. Everyone was gone. And Lisa was just sitting by herself at this table. So Lisa now, months later in Hong Kong at this dinner with Dorit, goes, Dorit, oh, that's right. when I was at your party, were people doing coke in the bathroom? <laughs> it's just such <laughs> an iconic she moment. She was sitting with a really like weird guy, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Like what the? Why are you bringing this up now? That it was, it was just. It's amazing. I don't know. I, Alex, do you under? Does this make sense to you as to why it would be interesting? But well, that's so bizarre. Unless so Lisa's funny. like lying out of her ass. Imagine they all. You're all sitting down having dinner, and everyone suddenly gets up and disappears. Like what the fuck yeah. goes on in right LA? after this the is meal? So creepy. Very creepy. Yeah, do they do it to stay thin? What it like? It's so like. Remember Jennifer Aniston used to smoke, and she's like, "I stopped smoking. I put on ten pounds." Like, what, yeah. like the stuff these people do. I don't know. I don't know. Is Coke the new diet pill? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why am I? You turned out? to Alex because <laughs> I'm like, why the I fuck don't... do I work out? Like, Jen turned to count me. every calorie. <laughs> All right, Jenna, you're number four. I thought it was so funny when Rina. Lisa Rinna alleges that Yolanda has Munchausen syndrome. <laughs> and they're all sitting on the phone. This is I, I, the moment that I'm picturing in my head is when Lisa Rinna is like telling Kyle, Kyle and I think Lisa Vanderpump and they're sitting yeah. and they're Googling what's Munchausen disease. Yeah. Lisa Rinna <laughs> sitting like this. She goes, ladies, I found this on Google. I'm just going to read it out to you. <laughs> she goes, <Lisa>. Munchausen's disorder. <laughs> Lisa so just weird. reminds me so much of like Kim, Chris Kardashian and they're friends mm. in real life. The way she talks and handles herself, it's very, it's, it's all the same. I think they would be good on a show together. I want to see it happen. Yeah. Allegedly, Lisa Vanderpump is the one who told Lisa Rinna yes. off screen that you should That's bring up right. the Munchausen's thing. Because I guess this was a rumor in LA at yeah. the time. And then mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna brought it up on screen and Lisa Vanderpump was so horrified. So She pretended to be so surprised <laughs> and denied the whole thing. This is when they started to turn against Lisa Vanderpump, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. See, LA is crazy. Yeah. All right, Al, give us your number four. So the research I was supposed to do, I didn't do because I, I don't know, went on a tangent. Um, but I guess my <laughs> fourth- what you have written down. My four, I just have the name. I just have the title of the episode. <laughs> I think the title is going to be- Act it out. Act it out. <laughs> don't be all uncool. Oh, that's, oh, my, that's, my, that's my number one. Oh. I'm shocked it's your number four, Alex. I thought that'd be your number one. Wasn't that wait, in your bio, wait, your know, Instagram bio? It's still on my Instagram bio. Okay, I'm fine. very confused. I'll pick don't pressure one. him. No, let's, no, no. Don't pressure him. Stay Go with your true guy. to who you are. No, no, be no, a Ramona. It's not my number <laughs> be four. Be a Ramona. Don't be a Kyle. I'm, I'm three glasses of champagne and I can't do this. Okay, fine. My number four is going to be on the episode season 10, episode 17, Ship Happens the most recent one I just watched. They're on a vacation in Colombia. They go to an island and it is, I don't know how many housewives are on this boat, but too many. And there's already a breakfast argument. The breakfast argument, it's amazing. They've just gotten up after a night out. It's between Bethany and Carol. It's between everybody. It's between Luann and Dorinda, Bethany and Carol, and then Sonia. um, I just wrote singer because I couldn't remember her first name. (laughs) Ramona and Carol are all fighting amongst themselves. It's like when everybody's fighting over the ring in Lord of the Rings. Um, And then finally somebody gets up. I can't remember who it is. And the fight ends and they're like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be on the boat. I don't want to go on a boat. They all end up on the boat. It's amazing. They go to an island. They all get shit-faced. It was Tinsley who set up the boat. Yeah, sorry, Tinsley. Tinsley. Yeah, poor Tinsley. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say anything during this fight. Mm -mm. She's just trying to keep the peace. 
And they're on their way back to the mainland because they're told at like 3.15 that they have to go. And they're like, we're having fun. Why are we leaving? Um, I think it might take them like 30 minutes to an hour to get on the boat. And it's choppy. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting choppier. And it's, it's great. It's just a yeah. good time. And it cuts out to where it says, due to the significant nature, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The producers mm-hmm. had to stop filming for their own safety. They all thought yeah. they were going to die. The reunion, they're yelling at Tinsley saying, we almost died. How could you plan this? Oh, I know. I don't like Carol. I don't know. This isn't why I don't oh. like Carol. She says, it was scarier than when I was in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Okay, Carol at the reunion. I didn't. Carol, that's oh, Carol no. left the show after that season. It, I didn't like Carol at that reunion because she kept denying her whole friendship with Tinsley, which was kind of a bitch move. Yeah. Which also gave like Bethany like ammunition. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, watched that reunion. Traveled with this girl like outside of the show. You set her up with her fiance. Why are you denying being friends with her? Oh. Yeah, I think it weird. was more so though. I've seen that review- reunion quite a few times. Bethany is wrong. Okay. Sada is very fascinated. She is. Sada is very fascinated by the breakdown of their friendship. It's just really interesting. I think Carol's whole shtick is like, because Bethany kept telling her during the reunion, you didn't want to be friends with me. You had a new friend. Mm-hmm. And Carol was like, it's, we're not, not friends because of me and Tinsley. Like Tinsley and I are not attached at the hip. It was like, I think that was more so the argument, but I also get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But anyways. Came off poorly for someone who's a writer. Yeah. You could have worded <laughs> <Great>. it better. <laughs> Great moment, We all need Alex. a ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We love- <laughs> Great moment. Okay, my number four. I'm shocked this hasn't come up yet. Bethany talking to Luann about Tom's indiscretions in Miami. Do you I remember this? When this she down. had the photo of Tom kissing mm. another woman. Mm-hmm. The, my favorite part of this whole thing is it's all happening in two hotel rooms in Miami. Luann keeps mm-hmm. walking back and forth from her hotel room to Bethany's. And the entire time, Luann is sending messages to Tom who's in a meeting and he just keeps responding in a meeting. We'll call you later. Luann keeps recording voice memos to send to him. Not How like that you do like, this to me in public. <laughs> yeah. Voice memos like where, where the text will type out that like the phone takes your words and it types it out into text. And so Luann, mm-hmm. Luann is sitting there going, how could you do this <laughs> to me period send <laughs> it's just so and she's wearing her sunglasses the whole time oh it's amazing it was really just a sight to be seen okay jana you're number three i uh, this is i i just love this moment it was so funny it's from potomac when robin and giselle roll up on ashley at her restaurant oz and i think it was like an opening night or something you haven't seen this but like ashley is this girl who's married to this guy michael he's uh, australian and so they open up a restaurant near potomac wherever and i think it was like opening night or something very close by it was an important night and ashley's working a you know making sure everything goes smoothly and robin and giselle go decide to confront her that night at the restaurant in front of all the people who are there trying out this place and they just like yell at her in the restaurant and then they leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, we did it. We fucking did it. And I don't know. I just, I liked it. No, it's funny. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I, I just agree. I don't have anything else to say. All right, Alex, you're number three. <laughs> so I don't know the backstory about this. Maybe mm-hmm. you guys do. But it's the quote from Dorinda. I made it nice. Made it nice. Oh. This is, oh, this is because Bethany was calling Luann a whore. In the Berkshires. Oh, and they're all arguing? In the Berkshires. They're, they're all, all arguing. arguing. Yeah. yeah. 
And like Luann's looking at Dorinda. I think it was like Dorinda's birthday too, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, Luann is like, can you believe this? She did this to me. Like she called me a whore. I'm supposed to take this. I'm leaving. I'm going to a hotel, Dorinda. And Dorinda's just yeah. like lost it. Dorinda's warming like two different kind of lasagnas. <laughs> like one is vegetarian, one's or one is kosher because Jules is there and Jules is like Jewish and she's like kosher. And then one is like with like whatever other meats and and there's the cake that like Luann made fun of that her mom made her this is when she loses it right because mm-hmm. Luann made fun of her mom's cake and Dorinda was like don't you dare talk about my mother and my mother's cake I made it nice it was a great moment. wow so Alex I mean she just totally took your thunder <laughs> no it's you great I love it because I don't know that. where it came from I'm sorry it's, it's so champagne no that's something else about the real housewives yeah the gifts the gifts the gifts are amazing Mm. And the quotes are amazing. It's just, you can, it's almost like you could have an argument with somebody. Like I could have an argument with Jenna. If let's say she, I don't know, takes over a birthday party of mine. And I'm like, I it's made it possible. nice. <laughs> it's very possible. The argument would be done because we know where it's from. Mm. And then I would go, be cool. Don't, don't be, be all uncool. <laughs> puts on her glasses and leave. <laughs> leaves. Oh, I love Dorinda. Alex, much better than Jenna's number three, in my opinion. <laughs> My number three could have maybe been my number five. No, no, it was good. I swapped it up with the Kim Richards. I Listen, I wrote this late. I was having really bad allergies. I might be allergic to Willow. I'll tell you about it later. Again, we're hearing about the allergies. All right. (laughs) My number three, we already discussed. Again, it's it's the the dinner in Amsterdam between Rinna and uh, Kim Richards. Jenna, I guess we're down to your number two. My number two. And uh, listen, this was tough deciding to put this in number two or number (sighs) one. My number two, guess what it is? Guess, just guess. I know what it is. Tell me what it Aviva's is. Aviva's leg. Aviva throwing down her fucking leg, that psycho. This was planned. She told the producers she was going to do this. The producers told everyone to sit around. That's why you see how they're getting up and go, I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. I want to be at home with my family because she's waiting for Aviva to throw down her fucking leg. And then yeah. Aviva goes, the only thing that's fake about me is it this. Is. <laughs> she throws up her leg. Boom, turkey on the and table. And then it somehow ends up on the floor and you see Carol picking up the leg, which I could never <laughs> imagine myself doing. And she goes, if you like, you need help. <laughs> she gives her the leg. It was just, I can't. <laughs> so it was a third leg, right? No, it was her actual leg. She said she unhooked it. The one she was wearing? The one she was Her prosthetic. Oh, no. was sitting down. She brought everyone over to this table and sat them down. She goes, guys, come sit around me. And then she goes, <laughs> <laughs> And then she pulls out the x-rays. Mm-hmm. I've had. Listen. This is my number one. She's like, are these her breasts or her legs? Okay, yeah, this is is my number one, so I have a lot to say. I'm sorry, I hate to do this, but the best episode of television is the season six finale of Real Housewives of New York, which is where this happens. It's not even the leg toss. It's the context of everything. Mm -hmm. All these women, again, I think the housewives at that point were Ramona, Sonia, Aviva, Carol, Heather, and Kristen. They all show up to kind of this empty, weird white room with this really weird mixture of people. And they're at what's called a Team Sonia party. And so Sonia arrives really late. I want a tea party. (laughs) Sonia arrives really late and she gives a speech. She goes, thank you to everyone on Team Sonia, whether it be my dentist, my psychic, my feng shui expert. And so then you, just see, you see all the women in the background. In the, oh, Luann was also a housewife. There, you see like Luann doing in the moment uh, interview and she's like, I don't understand what a team so is. <laughs> I have a question. Was she in a feud with somebody at this point? Who, Aviva? No. Uh, um, Sonia? Oh, so- her singer. No. Ramona? Ramona? Ramona was not 
Ramona was not necessarily on good terms with Sonia at this point. It was really Sonia and Aviva who were like, who were good friends in the season. And then everyone mm-hmm. else was kind of against them. Oh, so yeah. Sonia was just having a party just to have a party. Mm-hmm. But she no, called yeah. it Sonia. Yeah. I mean, I wrote it down some of her speech. Season finale. You know how the season finale, they always have some kind of party to bring everyone together. Uh, yeah. That's okay. what it was. Yeah. Sonia's speech was about how everyone has a love inside and out. And she says, everyone in my life has a title. And that's where she talks about her psychic. She also talks about her dog walker to the stars. And then, and then Aviva, her in the moment interviews at the Snyder talking about how I have had asthma for months. And so these women don't want to be around me. I have been very sick. <laughs> so she's like explaining why she's crazy. It's because she's had asthma. And the best part is, is that when Aviva takes off her leg and slams it down, you just see Luann laughing at the table like this. She's like, has her hand over her eyes. And then Sonia's whispering in Aviva's ear. She was, Sonia's like, like coaxing oh. Aviva. She's like, don't worry, it's fine. Like, I can't believe they're doing this to you. <laughs> it's just seriously the best thing I've ever seen. At I just this don't... point, like Aviva, this was her second season. The only storyline she could give them was about her leg and like her like other illnesses. So she was like getting really desperate at this point. And that's why she like plotted with the producers to throw it on her leg. And then yeah. they didn't renew her contract after that. Oh. Just crazy. Unbelievable. All right. Give <laughs> us your number num- two. This is my number two. I didn't write it down. I have no idea. It might be what I wrote down, which is entitled Slutty Island. Oh, oh, this is what I just wanted to mention. This is Captain Jack Sparrow? About. Yeah, I know. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. So it's, is this also Be Cool, Don't Be All Out? Well, no, that's a different oh trip. Gosh, that's two a different seasons trip. later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wrote down the season and the episode. I don't remember anything else. But yeah, it's when Luann brings Captain Jack Sparrow. What's his name? Uh, is it Jacques? No, it's not Jacques. No, it's not Jacques. I can't remember. It's Captain Jack Tomé, Sparrow. Tomas. Tomas. Yeah. When she brings Tomas back to the hotel airbnb whatever she's staying it was the at house that carol got for them yeah yes yeah. and heather just has a fit about her bringing random men no 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 oh that's is that be, be cool, cool don't don't... this is oh, when she's no. still with jacques and like she spent the night with thomas and she didn't <gasps> want people to know so she was like calling her friend and like was like live for me i don't want people to know that i cheated on jacques on national television well this is wow but that same trip, Aviva <laughs> comes and surprises everyone and calls Sonia and Ramona white trash. <laughs> That's the pool, right? Yeah, because in the pool, naked, naked in the pool. And they don't come out and like agree, read the way that Aviva wanted. So this is when we see Aviva crack. This is when you first see the crazy. And she calls, uh, frankly, you're both white trash. And then the next morning, you see Sonia and Ramona looking up at white trash. <laughs> she takes a private plane with her husband. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. just doing he's just doing work in the hotel room. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And so like the next morning, Ramona and Sonia are looking up trash. And it's like, and Sonia goes, maybe we are right, white trash. So what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Okay, Alex. Any final thoughts on this? I'm sorry, it's the, going off the rails. <laughs> I was going to unpack. That that was a big trip. There's a lot to unpack on that trip. Okay, that's a, that's something else I was saying to other people. I was saying, you almost need a podcast. You need an hour long podcast to dissect every episode. Yeah, especially the trips. There's the trips too much are like to talk about. I mean, so many moments with Aviva, but my number two, I, I actually don't know if this is going to come up. I feel like it's not. Um, so I'm really happy I put it, but the lunch in the Bronx on Real Housewives of New York, Bethany oh, I love this one. takes all the women for an Italian lunch deep in the Bronx. <gasps> yes. Dorinda shows up hungover. <laughs> She's still drunk and she it's like noon and they get multiple bottles of wine. Dorinda's drinking Bloody Marys. And there's a moment where 
Sonia and Dorinda. Oh my God. I just realized I left off another iconic moment, but you know how Sonia and Dorinda are always kind of bickering at each other and yelling at each other and then immediately Mm -hmm. forgiving one another. Basically something happens where Sonia tells Dorinda, Oh, you wanted to be involved in one of my fake businesses. And Dorinda goes, you better back that up. And then she starts going clip. (laughs) 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 Is that season nine, episode 13? Yes, I think so. It was it was when I had somebody else do my homework for me. That's what they brought up. <laughs> oh my god! And all the other patrons are staring at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on on the at the end of on the way out from the restaurant, this guy stops Carol and he goes, "You look like Melania Trump." And Carol's yeah. like a huge Democrat who was like, "What?" <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. And like Sonia's like pulling her away. She's like, "This is very insulting to her. Don't bring this up." It's just hilarious. I love that scene so much. I mean, it's unbelievable. I- another good one it's a good one all right i guess we're down to the number ones my number one which i think is lex's number one which i think might be thought as number one oh Oh, my number one was the leg toss so we've already done mine oh Oh. well okay the be cool don't be all uncool i love this whole entire thing we see heather waking up in a robe running around she goes into her room to see like this leg of a guy hanging out of a bed right Mm mm-hmm um, and then she goes back to Carol and she's like, so I like, and then her, in her ITM, she's like, I sleep naked and her and Carol, <laughs> Carol is sleeping in a bed together. Like what the fuck? And she's like, and we have our jewelry out and I go into the room next door that's connected through the bathroom. And I see this guy sleeping naked in the bed. Mm-hmm. And then she freaks out, which I totally understand this. And I can't believe the other woman did not understand this. Like it's a safety thing. Like there's another guy sleeping naked in his room next to you that you don't know that your girlfriend left there, like kick him out. (laughs) And so then, you know, that's when she goes downstairs and she goes like, where's Singer? And like, she goes and wakes up Ramona Singer and Ramona pushes it off to Luann. They were out the night before with other guys. And then Luann like, you know, comes out of the room when Heather goes in there and she comes out and her glasses in a robe and she's like, be cool. Don't be all uncool. And then I, I feel like I butchered it. We should have let Lex say it. <laughs> but that was it. No, it's perfect. <laughs> that was the story. Basically, Luann was upset that Heather charged into her room because there could have been a guy in there and that her son would have seen that on TV. Even though these women are routinely bringing men home anyways. And it's a known fact that she had an open marriage with her ex-husband. Well, it just goes back for me, just Luann just sort of being, um, I don't know, I like Luann. I love the way. I mean, I get the whole scenario. It's not safe for any of them, but I don't know. Luann's just like my fun friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have, okay, if you had, if we were out and you brought someone home into our like house and you let them sleep there, I think you would have been conscious enough to have them sleep with you in the room. You wouldn't have left them in their own room to roam around. That I wouldn't have been upset about. No, right. And it would have been, yeah, no, I, I get what they're, I, yeah. I get Heather's thing about, having random just men uh, sleeping around. But it was, I guess, just for Luann. It's just Luann. Yeah. It's just Luann. It's just, it's just Luann. Yeah, there's a moment where one, I think it was Kristen tells Luann, hey, the guy you brought home was married. And Luann just oh, kind of yeah. goes, and her sunglasses on Gover, she goes, shit happens. Like, <laughs> 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 it's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, wow. One last shout out I want to give is Sonia saying, this is really random. I just remembered it. She was having uh, lunch with Bethany at one point, And then she jokingly says, I never swallow. Oh, and yeah. then, but then she goes, unless they have a black card. <laughs> <laughs> so special points to Sonia for that. We yeah. appreciate you. Oh man. 
Well, you guys, we did it. We all gave our top fives. It slowly became chaotic at the end. <laughs> Just <laughs> like a reunion. Excited. Just like a reunion. <laughs> any final reality television thoughts? Any final housewife thoughts? Any questions? What would we ask you? <laughs> Oh yeah. No, no, it's not in my notes. It was oh. in my head. Okay, I have a question. If okay, this is gonna be on the spot for each of you, so take your time with this. Oh god. What would be your tagline? Oh, my personal tagline? What would your personal tagline be? I have one, so this isn't fair. I think you've told me your tagline mm-hmm. before. You mm-hmm. might have been drunk. Oh God! I, I think I I I know what I would want the sentiment to be, but I don't know the line. Why something you say for it? me like a log of like, don't start an argument with me, you won't come out alive. Like something like that. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Something about my cat. Maybe just yeah. that. Something about my cat, and I twirl around in a dress. <laughs> or your skincare be... routine. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or something about you being from the Paris of the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Even when I'm in the Paris of the Middle East, I always remember to do my skincare routine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something like, I'm not the Queen of England, but I am from the Paris of the Middle East. Like something uh, about being royalty. Yeah. Okay. The new countess. Yes. All right, Alex, what's yours? I'm so curious. I might be brown, but I'm the whitest bitch in town. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so good. It's good. It's good. Did, did your friends come up with that? The people who did your homework? <laughs> no, don't oh. be rude. <laughs> I'm just asking. I would love it. You know how they turn around before they say their line? I would yeah. love it if like someone turned around and was just like, help! <laughs> like, and that was their whole line. <laughs> I don't uh, want to be doing this. Like, it's something actually realistic. <laughs> or like the apple they hold that says help on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, secret message. Oh, gosh. All right, and then finally to end, what are our top housewife taglines? I guess your favorite, your favorite housewife uh, tagline. Jenna, do you want to start us out? Mine is, if you're going to talk shit behind my back, at least check out my great ass. <laughs> Who said it? Carol. Carol. All right, Alex. Raise the curtains, lower the lights. I'm taking center stage in my life, Lou <laughs> Of course, that's Louis. <laughs> oh man! Oh my God! I I really like uh, Lisa Vanderpump. The Queen oh. of Diamonds always has an ace up her sleeve. Oh yeah, mm, that is like brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, she's so smart. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's definitely conniving, but I she's also somehow likable. He's pouring water into a champagne glass. I keep reaching for my glass and I'm disappointed there's nothing in it. Oh, do you want more champagne? No, it should be water. He's pouring water. <laughs> Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, we did it. Any final thoughts? Long live the housewives. Long live the housewives. Thank you, Andy. Nothing. No, thank thank you. Andy Andy must be exhausted to do all of those reunions. I think about it every year, which means he has to watch every single episode of every single season. Yeah. It's like all of your best friends having drama in your life. I really want to hear him actually say which housewives he likes and which ones he doesn't. Because he'll never say that publicly, but I'm so curious, you know? Mm. Mm. Well, Andy, reach out to us if you want a platform to talk about (laughs) some of these issues. Andy, no one knows us, so you won't be sued. Yeah. This won't even reach any kind of audience. Mm -hmm. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This is part one. We'll be back with part two, which is where we're going to get into some stuff about our favorite actors. We're going to do another countdown. Probably be, it'll, it'll be good. We're going to see, we're going to see what everyone wrote down as their favorite all-time actors. So thank you for listening. Oh, bye. Bye. Thanks for having me on again, guys. <laughs> All right, Alex will be back in a minute. Don't, don't, don't worry leaving. too much.